What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because when your non-job income exceeds your monthly expenses, you're free. And it's exactly that freedom that I want to talk about today, except we're going to tackle it a little bit differently. Often the case on the show is exploring one specific business model and then reverse engineering the path it took to earn 5, 10, 20 grand a month. Today, I actually want to start a little bit smaller and use side hustles, broadly defined here, since not everything I'll talk about is super entrepreneurial in the traditional sense, but using side hustles to erase your expenses. How do we zero out your personal expenses with extra income streams? Of course, that's the end game for a lot of side hustlers. Like, how do I build something up to the point where I can leave this soul-sucking job? And I think that's a worthy goal, especially if your job really is of the soul-sucking variety. But that can also kind of be an intimidating place to start from. So what I want to propose instead as an alternative path is what I call the side hustle snowball. How this works, and this might sound familiar to Dave Ramsey fans, is listing out your monthly expenses from smallest to largest. For example, you might have things like Netflix or your cell phone bill toward the top of the list. And you might have things like your rent, your mortgage, or childcare or property taxes down at the bottom. In this episode, I want to walk through some real-life examples of how you can start erasing expenses. First, to allow yourself to celebrate those mini wins along the way. Like, instead of, well, shoot, I only made 50 bucks this month, it can be reframed as, awesome, I made my car insurance free this month. And second, to build some positive momentum. Hopefully, we get this little snowball rolling for you, and it turns into this income avalanche. Think of those um, like fundraising bar charts where you know they get filled in as more and more people donate and you can watch the progress until it's overflowing out of the goal number at the top. I think you can do the same thing with your income, your expenses in this side hustle snowball framework. This fun little reframe is definitely helpful in our house. It's something we talk about all the time and I hope it is for you too. Notes and links to all the resources mentioned are at sidehustlenation.com slash snowball. Ready? Let's do it. So we're going to go from smallest to largest in this episode with some personal examples. And in making this list, I was reviewing our credit card statements and bank statements. I'm looking for, okay, what are the recurring costs that we have? And one of the smallest ones that I could find was my Dollar Shave Club membership. I got to keep this head looking smooth here, but it's like $7.65, but it only ships every three or four months. So I'm going to round it up and call it a $2 like monthly expense. And yeah, I said, we're, you know, we're going to start small. So how can we erase this? $2, starting with very low dollar amounts. One easy way is with cashback apps. I've got several of these on my phone, including Fetch, Ibotta, Dosh. I got, they all have funny names. Um, but my favorite right now is called Pay, P-E-I. Pay is cool because once you link your credit card, you automatically earn bonus cash back, usually like, you know, 1% to 10% extra on top of your credit card rewards at a ton of local places. So for us, it works at Target, works at Trader Joe's, Papa Murphy's, in and out And it's super easy to accumulate a couple bucks worth of points every month to erase that Dollar Shave Club, in my case. Also, with pay, you can cash out, and I think there's a $25 minimum to cash out. You can cash out through PayPal, or Bitcoin, if you prefer. And at press time, not sure how long this is going to last, there's a $10 sign-up bonus when you first join the app. I've got a referral link for that, which is sidehustlenation.com slash pay, P-E-I. 
I've seen it as low as 250 that sign-up bonus, and as high as 20 bucks. so you just never know. But definitely my favorite cashback app at the moment, Pay, P-E-I, SideHustleNation.com slash P-E-I for that referral link. Next on my list of expenses is Netflix. This is $13.99 for us. This has crept up a little bit over the years. And don't tell Netflix this, but I know they can see our data and the kids watching you know, their Octonauts every afternoon. They could realistically charge way more before we'd even start to shop around or blink. But one way that I like to mentally cover small expenses like this is to buy shares of dividend-paying stocks. Now, of course, none of this is investment advice, do your own due diligence, all of that legal stuff. But I've been building what I call my cash flow portfolio over the last five or six years. And it started with this snowball idea. Jeremy from gocurrycracker.com, he's on the uh, podcast years and years ago about uh, you know his early retirement stuff. He had this article called Free Coffee for Life, Free Starbucks for Life, or something like that. And the punchline was to go buy enough stock in the company to cover your habit. I thought that was a really cool framework. We've done the same thing for Target, actually. So how you do the math on Netflix, and I don't think Netflix pays a dividend, but you can just substitute some other company that does. So you could say, okay, 14 bucks a month, 168 bucks a year, then go look for some dividend-paying stocks. And I've got a personal bias toward those companies with a long history of not only paying, but growing their dividends over time. And then if you divide the expense you're trying to raise, 168 bucks for Netflix in this case, by the forward dividend, I think it's called. Basically, what does this pay per share on an annual basis? It will tell you how many shares you need to buy. And of course, dividends are always subject to change. There's a lot more to this than I have the expertise or qualifications to explain. But I will say this has become a growing source of household revenue, which again, started with the goal of just making some of these small little expenses disappear. It's been really motivating to watch that grow over time. And if you're looking for a better yield, like oftentimes dividend yields are in the 1% to 4% range. If you're looking for a better yield, I've got a whole list of other interesting alternative investment options for you on Side Hustle Nation with varying degrees of liquidity on those. Actually, a new one, while we're on this topic, I'm playing around with is called BlockFi, which uh, Chris Hutchins from All the Hacks turned me on to. Like if you're sitting on a bunch of cash in a so-called high-yield savings account, which is just a laughable name because you're earning less than 1% in this high yield account. BlockFi might be worth a look. It is not FDIC insured, uh, not that your dividend investments would be either, but they're paying, I want to say, 7.5% interest on your deposit, lending it out secured by cryptocurrency as collateral, and it's still liquid within 48 hours. Of course, do your own homework on it. Chris has got an interview with the company's founder. I'll link up that uh, for you in the show notes for this episode at sidehustlenation.com slash snowball. I would say I'm in the dabbling stage right now, but it's encouraging, even with my small initial deposit, it's encouraging to see the account already accumulating interest. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. 
Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next recurring monthly expense is life insurance. And even though I fully trust Bryn is going to be just fine financially without me, I did set up this policy before uh, our first little hustler was born. It's a super small policy. It's like 14 bucks a month. There's this old uh, Jeff Foxworthy bit about life insurance where he says, okay, you want to make sure that you have enough that your loved ones are taken care of, but not so much that you've got a bounty on your head. I'm probably erring on the low side here. But I can almost guarantee you've got something lying around in the garage, in the attic, in the closet that is probably worth $14 or whatever your premium is to somebody on eBay or Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Over the years, we've sold books and cooking supplies and clothes we don't wear anymore and furniture and toys and other baby stuff that they outgrew, a standing desk recently. Oh, I think that was on Facebook Marketplace. Now, one rule that I have that I'm admittedly not always great about enforcing is that every time Amazon shows up at the front door, there needs to be an equal and opposite sale or donation out the back door. And of course, you can scale this up all you want. I mean, check out my interview with uh, Stacey Gallego from last fall. She shared all about her flea market flipping business, where she sources inventory, how she finds inexpensive ways to ship really bulky stuff. She had earned, I think, 7000 bucks in profit the month before we recorded. That was episode 406 of the Side Hustle Show or SideHustleNation.com slash flip it. But taking advantage of this declutter and profit thing to uh, cover some small expense on your budget. The next expense on my list is our cell phones, which are at 20 bucks per line per month with Mint Mobile. So... First of all, there's this uh, substitution game you can play with some of these expenses. When you're going through your list, you might find, oh, do we really need that? Or do we really need to be spending so much on that? Like we have switched mobile providers from Verizon several years ago to Ting, and then in the last year or year and a half to Mint, and each time saw a significant cost savings. And actually, I don't know, our costs on Ting kind of kept creeping up, mostly based on data usage. So that's where Mint has definitely been a cost saver. SideHustleNation.com slash Mint Mobile is my referral link for that. 
I think I get four gigs a month or something for 20 bucks. I don't know. I use just a small fraction of that. But how do we pay for it? Well, one of the longest running snowball income streams for me is Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, and lately have been averaging 20 to 50 bucks a month over there, mostly from digital product sales, gigs I created years ago, and it's 100% organic. I don't do anything to promote these gigs. We've got several excellent Fiverr episodes in the archives, but what's cool about the platform is how you can rapidly test different offers, which is something that uh, Mike Zima talked about in episode 375. I think we called it rapid gig prototyping, rapid side hustle prototyping. Fiverr forces you to think in terms of mini productized services, like what's one deliverable that you might be able to help someone out with. If you have this broad menu of uh, different offerings, like, okay, how do I peel off just one little item from that? So it's probably not about coming up with some you know, grand marketing strategy, this long-term consulting thing, but maybe it's about setting up Google Analytics for somebody, which I think was maybe one of Mike's first gigs. And because there's always new software, new trends, new demands, the search volume on Fiverr is constantly shifting. So it's easy to put up different gigs, test where the demand is, see what kind of reaction you get. You can take a look at the navigation categories. They've got a bunch of different kind of freelance categories uh, for some inspiration there. I think Fiverr is still worth a look. It's definitely come a long way from being the $5 marketplace, you know, that it maybe was eight or 10 years ago. Lots of room to command premium prices on there and still tap into this big established audience of buyers. We don't have any car payments, thankfully, but we do have some vehicle related expenses, including gas and insurance. Gas is around 50 bucks a month for me, uh, maybe double that if I include Bryn's car. One cool way to make this disappear well, well, one cool way would be to buy an electric car. And there's actually probably some math to do on that front. As a side note, I'm over 1,150 miles on my e-bike now, and that's in just under three years, mostly transportation miles to and from school, to and from downtown, as opposed to uh, recreation miles. That's been a great purchase. I know I'm not at the break-even point on gas savings yet, but I'm getting closer uh, with every trip, and it's a lot of fun too. But with the car, how do we make up this uh, $50 to $100 monthly gas expense? How do we make that go away? Well, one interesting way that's uh, accessible to almost everybody is market research studies. I've got a full list of companies that facilitate in-person and online focus groups, paid research studies. And these are often in the $50 to $200 an hour range. So pretty decent hourly rate for just giving your opinion. And a lot of that depends on kind of like the level of industry expertise that the researchers are looking for, because naturally a study targeting, you know, some super specific job role, it's going to be harder to find those people. So they're going to pay more than general population consumer study. I'll link up that list in the show notes for you this episode, sidehustlenation.com slash snowball. A couple of my favorites off the top of my head are userinterviews.com and respondent, respondent respondent.io. Just this month, I did a user interviews study about my video editing process and earned 50 bucks in the form of an Amazon gift card, which like, okay, we know we're going to spend it. So it's about as good as cash. I've done a few studies like this. They're all, I don't know, they're always interesting conversations. I think it's a fun way to help shape new products and get paid in the process. And the next vehicle related expense is the car insurance expense, which for us is around 90 bucks a month for two cars. And yes, 15 minutes did save us 15% or more. But again, on the substitution game, check out Gabby, G-A-B-I, as a quick and easy way to compare rates. 
sidehustlenation.com slash Gabby, G-A-B-I, is my affiliate link for that. Users report saving an average of 960 bucks a year or something crazy like that, and they don't sell your information to third parties. This is like the dirty secret of the car insurance industry. Your cars are worth less every year because they keep depreciating, but the insurance company keeps charging you the same amount as if nothing ever happened. The side hustle that erases this in our house is print-on-demand. Two platforms that we're playing on right now are Merch by Amazon and Redbubble. There are full episodes dedicated to this topic, but on a high level, how it works is you upload a design, in our case, mostly t-shirts, and I say are because Bryn's really taken the lead on this, but you upload your design, you create this listing, and after that, everything else is hands-off. When somebody else orders Amazon or whichever other company you're listed with, they handle the printing, the shipping, the fulfillment, the customer support, everything. And then you earn a little royalty that you get to set up front on that sale. Merch has paid us between $50 and $400 every month this year. And what's kind of fun is now Brynn has a reputation for doing this among our friends and family. So she'll get like custom design requests. Definitely a fun little side hustle that helps erase some expenses. The challenge that I see with merch is how quickly copycats can come in. Even if you have an original idea, if it sells, it's not going to take long before some software sniffs that out and creates an almost identical looking product. So the people that I see having the most success here and really taking it beyond a hobby level are the ones like Michael Essick from episode 402, who, you know, they've got thousands of designs and he was even working on some offline licensing deals to expand his distribution. TV and internet is next for us. Comcast, oh man, people like to hate on Comcast. I don't know, man, I think it's a pretty reliable ISP. I couldn't run my business without them, so I'm not going to badmouth them here. For us, that's 75 bucks a month. I think you could erase that with one freelance gig, one small freelance gig. I didn't do a ton of this, but I did some freelance writing a few years ago. I made $75 for articles that were in the 750 to 1,000 word range. Could you do something similar? Could you set it up as a recurring monthly assignment? Could you do an article a week and blow past this expense number? Could you do something local? I mean, we've had awesome episodes about mobile detailing, knife sharpening, cleaning services, pet waste removal. Members of the Side Hustle Nation community are doing pressure washing, lawn mowing, gutter cleaning. Shoot, Dustin Reekman, who was on episode 391, he sent me this video about how his kids made 850 bucks in a few weeks cleaning out garbage cans in their neighborhood, pet sitting, dog walking. There's no shortage of opportunity out there. Maybe even learn a new skill. We have heard from lots of community members who listened to episode 286, took action, got their notary license. Loan signing agents can make this $75 Comcast bill go away in one signing. And then you've got this skill you can choose to put to work the rest of the month or not. It's up to you. If you do go down this freelancing path, or maybe you're already on it, one tool that you want to have in your arsenal is our sponsor, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the affordable, award-winning, all-in-one accounting solution that's built for business owners like you. At some point, you're going to hear these magic words, send me the invoice, or sounds good, how do we pay you? That's when you fire up FreshBooks and you draft up a great-looking, professionally-branded invoice in just a few clicks, you send it off, and you get paid fast. Actually, even before that, you might want to take advantage of the estimates or proposals tools inside FreshBooks to really wow your prospective clients. FreshBooks is trusted by millions of business owners worldwide, and it's really all about working smarter, faster. In fact, consistent FreshBooks users report saving up to 11 hours a week in the process. 
that's a lot more time to move your business forward. And it might not be top of mind right now, but come tax time, FreshBooks has your back. You'll find a ton of different reports to choose from, and you can easily hand over the keys to your accountant so they can take over when it's time to reconcile everything for the year. Side Hustle Show listeners can claim a 30-day completely free trial, no credit card required, at freshbooks.com slash side hustle. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section to get started today. One of the toughest parts about starting and growing your business is figuring out how to build relationships. As you know, people are more likely to buy from and do business with people they know, like, and trust. But when it comes to networking, where do you start? And what if you're more introverted like me? What if you're more wallflower than social butterfly? Well, there's a recent episode of a great podcast called This is Small Business that walks you through how to figure this stuff out. The episode is called How Networking Can Help You Build and Grow Your Business. And inside, you'll learn practical tips on how to build business relationships that don't feel so transactional. A couple parts I liked in particular were how to break into those uh, tight little circles at networking events where you're kind of standing around awkwardly on the outside, and then what you should say in a follow-up email to somebody that you meet there. This is Small Business answers a ton of these questions that all entrepreneurs have, like how to use social media to grow your business, how to find your ideal price point, how to know when you're ready to launch your product, and tons more. So give it a follow. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. The next expense I'm trying to erase are our utilities. This is uh, gas and electric, water, garbage. And for us, this is in the range of $150 to $200 a month all combined. And the way that I have covered this historically, or at least this year, is with self-publishing. The combination of Kindle, paperback, and audiobook royalties is usually around this level or higher during uh, promotion periods. And speaking of promotion periods, you can grab my latest book, 1K 100 Ways, at 1k100ways.com. This features 100 members of the Side Hustle Nation community on how they're making extra money, how they came up with their ideas, how they found their initial traction, and how long it took them to reach that $1,000 profit milestone. Again, 1k100ways.com. Now, self-publishing comes in a lot of different flavors. I have been focused on the nonfiction space where Outside of a you know a few blockbusters, it's kind of an authority building play. It's an audience discovery play. It's a portfolio play rather than oh I'm going to make a fortune off book royalties. And we've heard from others in the children's publishing space. Matt Ralph was a guest recently, and even the so-called low content publishing space, which could be journals, notebooks, logbooks, workbooks. You know, all designed for a niche audience and all print on demand. But again, it's a business model I like because. I can create the asset once and it serves people and it works for you for years down the road. I ran this report recently in KDP, my Kindle Direct Publishing Dashboard, and it it now lets you run like a lifetime report and it showed $66,000 in lifetime estimated author royalties since 2011. So on an annual basis, eh, you know, it's not huge, but I'm not going to turn it down. And top of that, you know, it's a lot of fun and it adds up to some significant cash over time. Now, if writing isn't your thing, maybe you make an online course, even though it's been almost seven years since I created my primary Udemy course, which actually is on the topic of self-publishing, it still brings in 50 to 130 bucks a month, udemy.com. It's this peer-to-peer education marketplace, millions and millions of students on there. Again, thinking of these like mini search engines, Udemy being one of them, Fiverr being another one of them. 
Where can I put my buy buttons? Where can I make it easy for people to do business with me? Where can I go where the cash is already flowing? All right, the expenses are getting a little bit bigger here. We're going up to groceries now, which are in the range of $600 to $800 a month for us, for a family of four. For me, I would love to snowball this expense away with YouTube ads. I'm currently around 500 bucks a month, but it's been as high as $1,200 a month. And I haven't done a great job of prioritizing YouTube and building dedicated systems around producing consistent content. But that's almost what's crazier here. Even with my current half-hearted, lackluster, admittedly not super cinematic YouTube effort, it still brings in hundreds of dollars a month. And it feels like free money because I would probably do it anyway. Don't tell YouTube that. I like doing the quick interviews. I like trying to make videos to complement existing articles. I like throwing podcast episodes up there. And when revenue comes back, that's like an awesome bonus. So trying to erase the grocery expense uh, with, the, with the YouTube ad money. The next expense on my list here is preschool slash daycare for us. That's been, for most of this year, we've been paying around 1200 bucks a month for two kids to go a couple days a week. We found that to be a good combination of focus time for me to do work because, again, I, I like doing this stuff and they get some peer socialization time as well. When I first drafted the Side Hustle Snowball post in 2016 that this episode is based on, I mentioned podcast sponsorships were my uh, daycare eraser. And at that time, I noted that the show was earning around 300 bucks a week after production costs. And it's really rewarding to revisit that now, five years later, because even though production costs have remained similar, the revenue has grown by quite a bit over that time, you know, more than enough to cover the cost of preschool. Now, of course, if you need to make money quickly, starting a podcast would be pretty low on my list of recommended actions. But uh, if you have a little bit of a longer time horizon, I still think there's a tremendous opportunity in the world of podcasting to reach a target market, to build uh, a business from these helpful conversations. Silver lining on the preschool expenses, that should be a line item that's going down, you know, when our oldest starts kindergarten this fall, which is just nuts that he's starting kindergarten already. Time seriously does fly. Now, alternatively, we could look at Bryn's photography business here and say that every wedding that she and Brooke shoots you know, that covers a month and a half of preschool or something like that, maybe two months. And that's a common reframe in the personal finance space. Instead of looking at the price of an item in dollars, instead consider the price of the item in time. So if you make $25 an hour and you're contemplating this $100 purchase, yeah, you can afford it, but is it really worth trading four hours of your life for? Or even more when you take taxes into consideration? Sticklers will notice I've been ignoring taxes this whole time. So if you want to get really technical about it, yes, you're going to need to factor in your marginal tax rates and all that jazz. But put another way, this was actually in Tanya Hester's book, Work Optional. Every extra dollar that you add to your monthly budget in expenses is another $300 that you need to save for in retirement to cover that expense in perpetuity. Definitely makes you think twice about these seemingly innocent little you know, lifestyle inflation decisions that we make every month. And the last expense on this list, this is the big one. This is rent. Maybe it's surprising that we're renting right now. It's actually been, I think, a very profitable move for us on a lot of fronts for the last seven, eight years. We talked a little bit about some reasons why that might make sense in 10 Unconventional Money Rules, which was uh, my episode with Rich Jones from Paychecks and Balances last fall. Now, for uh, personal and emotional reasons, much more than financial ones, we're buying a house. It's actually supposed to close at the end of the month. 
this is going to be a big move for us. Excited about it. I'm nervous about it. But we're looking forward to starting a new chapter. It's going to be tough to say goodbye to this place. I mean, this is where we brought our babies home. This is where we started our businesses. That little corner of the living room is where the side hustle show started, you know. But for almost everyone, this is going to be the biggest line item on your budget. So let's say you're trying to, again, side hustle, snowball your way up to eliminate this uh, rent or mortgage expense. And one, one distinct advantage of buying over renting is that eventually that mortgage does go away. Property taxes, another story. And how much in cash it costs to make that mortgage go away, another story. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Now, on the Side Hustle Show and on Side Hustle Nation, you've heard dozens of ways to earn 2300 bucks a month or more, whatever your mortgage or rent is. It could be selling printables, driving for Instacart, teaching online classes, real estate investing, renting out portable hot tubs, you name it, we've covered it. But if you break down all of those different business models, the most common denominator I think you're going to find is that they help other people in some meaningful way. You can get everything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. Zig Ziglar, right? At the rent slash mortgage level of income, or rather level of expense, you know, we're solidly in the entrepreneurship territory here versus, you know, downloading a cashback app where we started this episode. And that means thinking about who you can help and how you can help them. Fall in love with the problem, right? Not necessarily the solution, because the solutions might change. So if I'm trying to get to the uh, you know $2,000 plus level of income today, and I need to do it quickly, I'm thinking about freelancing, consulting. I'm thinking about the software with a service model we talked about with uh, Brad Rice in episode 441. If I'm okay with a longer time horizon, I'm thinking about the drop servicing model we talked about with Anthony and Janilka Hartzog in episode 438. They're residential cleaning service was bringing in 25 grand a month in revenue without them doing the cleaning built to grow built to scale from the beginning i think the same model could be applied across a ton of other local fragmented home services niches i'm thinking about starting a newsletter i'm thinking starting a youtube channel i'm working in public i'm thinking about starting a new website you know probably from an aged or already established domain with a shout out again to odys for sponsoring this week. But if I've got a longer time horizon, I've got a few more options. And in my case, I'm really grateful to cover the rent with affiliate marketing. This has been my bread and butter of side hustle income going back to even before I quit my job. Affiliate marketing is a fancy way of saying, helping other companies sell their products or services online and helping customers find the best product or service for their needs. You're in the middle, you're playing matchmaker there. Check out our episodes with Tammy Smith, with Debbie Gartner, with uh, Alex and Healy from Finn vs. Finn, all getting paid to essentially answer people's questions online. There's a lot of technical stuff. There's this SEO learning curve. There's this strategy to learn. But that's what a lot of it comes down to, helping people make informed decisions. As an example, an affiliate example, I wrote a post originally years ago promoting Udemy's New Year's sale. So every year, they've got this big discount at the start of the year. Start the year off right, get your learning on, uh, get a big discount. And anticipating that, I compiled a list of the courses that I thought would be most helpful and most relevant for my audience. Some of these were guests on the show. Some of these were things they had already bought through the magic of affiliate link tracking. And on the surface, this post was a pretty blatant affiliate play. Probably had, you know, 100, 200 affiliate links in there. Some of them were doubled up, which I openly admitted Yet I had people thanking me in the comments. Now, why is that? 
because it was helpful to them. And I didn't call it Udemy's New Year's sale. I called it the much more clickable and content heavy, you know, the 101 best Udemy courses for entrepreneurs, freelancers, and side hustlers. And over the course of now five plus years of that post's life, it's earned $30,000, $40,000. The reports inside of Rakuten Linkshare, whatever it's called now, like don't even let you go back that far. But it has been a significant asset for the business and it's been helpful for the people who visited that page as well. Helping people make informed decisions. You know, as you're contemplating the extra income stream that's eventually going to erase your rent or your mortgage, you got to ask yourself, what does success look like? If I pursue the thing that I'm thinking of pursuing and it goes well, what does life realistically look like three to five years down the road? And I think the best lens into that future is to find somebody who's already done that thing, who has been reasonably successful at it and see what their day-to-day looks like. What are they stressed out about? What interviews have they done? I love to soak up the information from people who are just a little bit ahead of me because they know what's coming. They know what's coming down the road. I hope this episode gets your side hustle snowball rolling, picking up some steam and turning into that income avalanche because covering your expenses is, of course, just the beginning. I want you to have some financial margin in your life, some financial breathing room for the unexpected bumps in the road. And we've certainly seen our share of those lately, but you're awesome. You've got this. There's this whole community of other side hustlers and entrepreneurs who've got your back. So you don't have to go at it alone. If you have found this helpful, tell a friend. That's the best way to spread the word. And if you can convince someone else to take action, now you've got a direct accountability partner for your journey. Once again, you'll find links to all the resources mentioned in this episode at sidehustlenation.com slash snowball. Big thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring this week. Again, freshbooks.com slash sidehustle to start your 30-day completely free trial today. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen, and I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Is there a more dreaded question than what's for dinner? Meal planning and eating well to hit your nutrition goals doesn't have to be complicated. Our sponsor, Factor, makes it easy by sending delicious, ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals right to your door. Every week, you've got over 35 different menu options to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie options, and more. Some personal favorites of ours so far have been the garlic mushroom chicken thighs and the Indian butter tofu. These are restaurant-quality meals ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It's the perfect easy button solution for busy side hustlers and couples. And it's not just dinner either. Factor has nutrient-packed snacks, smoothies, breakfasts, and more. And hey, plans change, which is why you can scale up or down your meals or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 and use code sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code sidehustle50 at factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Big thanks to Factor for sponsoring the show.